Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. We've been talking about remembering certain things. Remember is a covenant term. Jesus used it all the time. Remember, remember, remember. He told him to remember, to remember. God said in Psalm 77, 11, I will, uh, he told us, or the psalmist wrote, I will remember the deeds of the Lord, and yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. You need a miracle? Study miracles. Okay. It helps your faith. Psalm 78, 42 says, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles long ago. Uh, the other one, uh, so what, what does the other one say? I'll remember. They did not remember his power. So, so isn't remembering it important? We've got to remember the power of God. When you remember the power of God, your expectation goes up. Because when you're looking at circumstances, you, you know, my heart won't get heavy with the three triplets there. Two of them have cancer. And that, that's heartbreaking. But that's my flesh. It doesn't make them feel any better that my heart's broke over it. I got to get in faith. F-A-I-T-H. And so I want to help your faith to grow today. Are you ready to help your faith to grow? This sermon's to give you understanding. This sermon's to give, to, for you to gain knowledge. This service is to change, to change your mindset and to grow your faith. Do you know what repentance means? Change your mind. Change your mindset. Every one of you, who was not born in America and lived in America most of their life? Anybody? You have an American mindset. I'd love to say you had a Christian mindset. And most of you do, but your American mindset is just as strong as your Christian mindset. So you have freedom. You have freedom to believe. We have freedom to come together and, and, and worship. But guess what? You got freedom to stay at home. Nobody made you come. So if you're here, then just go ahead and make the decision that I'm going to receive something. Huh? Not about getting a star. Well, you know, when I get to heaven, I, I know. No, no, no. It's about growing your faith. It's why you come to church. It's about sharpening somebody else. It's about God giving you a word to set, set somebody else up to receive a miracle. And so we've got to change our mindset. Guess what? Being an American... You're free to be wrong. You're free to believe wrong. You know, total authority will corrupt you. You see it in kings. America's not in a kingship. You know, the only king that, that's going to rule correctly is Jesus because he's perfect. And that's the, the way it's supposed to be. When he comes back, he'll set up his kingdom and it will rule for it be to no end. And he's the perfect one. But if you look at dictatorships and kingdoms that, you know, England has a kingship, but you know what? It's ran by parliament. They, they kind of control the king because he could get out of hand, and they have if you look at history. I'm trying to help you today. You, as a believer, as a man and a woman, you have power and authority. You have freedom. Okay? Are you using it? 
Are you using it for good? Okay, I'm just I'm laying some heavy stuff on you, but you know what? I'm not going to go too deep in this service because I want you to take the Word of God and run with it today, all right? So let's look at number one. Remember, Jesus became a man. How many of you know if you're here sitting in this, in this seat today that you're a man or a woman, God said male and female, he created them. So you are in the God class because Genesis 1.26 says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. I know you love your cat and you love your dog, but they're not like you. They cannot create. How many of you ever had something that was broken and you fixed it? Wave at me. How many of you know duct tape and super glue does wonders? But how many of you can Google a part and you can fix something? You change your oil. You, you ever got your dog, dog change the oil? Can't do it. Cannot do it. You're in the God class. Made in God's image and God's likeness. And it says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creep that creeps on the earth. Okay. So, so what this statement is that God's giving man dominion. Okay. In Genesis 3, real quick, do not go in there, but I want you to listen to me. In Genesis 3, Adam and Eve have had dominion who named all the animals, Adam did. They fell, they bowed the knee to the serpent. And he come in twisting the word. You know the devil still twists the word today? And he twisted the word. You can't look at it. can't touch it. You know, and they could eat of anything. But guess what? They bowed the knees. Basically what they did, they believed the serpent's words over God's. And spiritually, Satan took authority from man. Are you with me? That's why you don't feel adequate. Hey! That's why your flesh does not feel adequate. You feel like a loser. You feel like a sinner. But you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You've got to change your mindset. Okay? Satan took the authority from man and started ruling the earth. And death reigned, the Bible says. But in Hebrews 2.14, inasmuch then as the children has partaken of flesh and blood, that be us, you're looking at my flesh, if you're looking at me, he himself, Jesus, capital H himself, likewise shared in the same. He took on flesh and blood. He became a man. Why? Because he's trying to get some things back that were stolen. He became a man that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, and that is the devil. We're not going to turn there, but listen to this. Matthew 16, 19, Jesus said, I've come to give you the keys to the kingdom. I've come to give you keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound. Come on, he's giving our authority back. But most of us never walk in it. A policeman has authority to write you a ticket. If you're doing 71 over 70, he can write you a ticket. They generally don't do that, but he has the right. There are laws set up. Kenny said, no, I'll write it. No. <laughs> but there are laws set up in the kingdom of God that you need to abide to, abide with. It's part of your freedom. Listen, when we think of laws, we think it's binding me up. Oh, I want to drive 80 and 70. 
Laws just bind me up. No, laws set you free in the kingdom of God. Hey, when you start keeping and doing the law, the, the laws that are in the kingdom of God, and I'm talking about New Testament laws today, you can be free. It'll free you. Man, write that down. That's the Holy Ghost. That's free right there. So listen, Satan still wants to rule. He still wants to rule even though he's defeated. He's still running around, and how does he do it? He whispers to you. The first Adam was made a living spirit. And I think it's Hebrews says that the, the last Adam was a life-giving spirit. Jesus came to give life. Jesus came to set us free. Listen to me. The vision that Patrick gave by the word of the Lord, the vision in your heart, if you find the word of God to back it, you can have it. That's the secret. It's called promises. And we're talking about, and I've skipped the title, but we're talking about the blood of Jesus. And so we'll get to it in just a minute, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you the promises are backed by the blood of Jesus, not you. It's not works. It's grace, God's grace. And oh, the blood of Jesus. We sang about it for years, and most of us didn't have a clue what in the world we were singing about. You know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. Remember that? What's that about? Well, we know Jesus died on the cross, but we have no knowledge of what it means. I'm going to give you some little knowledge today. Because wrapped up in the blood of Jesus is everything that's rightfully yours. He paid the price for it. Makes it fun. Makes it fun. If somebody gave you a $1,000 gift card, I'm ready to go. Now you got a spring in your step. You ready? Let's go shopping. We going, let's see, we going to Bass Pro Shop. I'm not going to Kohl's or wherever with her. I'm going to Bass Pro. Uh-huh. See how the, when you start learning what Jesus did and who you are and what you have, come on, it starts start, start stirring. But if I gave you $1,000, and here's what has happened. You've been given a $100 million gift card, and you're not spending it. You're not redeeming it. What? You have to redeem it. You have to do, you know what, what we're doing is we're waiting on God. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who paid for everything. He paid for everything. He paid for it. Grace says you can have it. The blood of Jesus says you can have it. And I know it's tough, but let's look. Jesus became flesh and blood a man to destroy the devil's works, a man to be the Savior of the world, to be our Savior and Lord. God needed a man to redeem man. Let's go back to Genesis 3 real quick. What happened when they ate of the apple? What's the first thing they did? They ran and hide and they covered themselves with fig leaves. You know, fig leaves don't, don't help a whole lot in a briar patch. Huh? Huh? So God killed animals and clothed them in their skins. It was the shedding of blood that covered their nakedness or covered their sin. And they skinned those animals and he made clothes for them. And clothes 
Clothes covered them. All the Old Testament sacrifices, that sweet little lamb, ah, it was innocent, and it died to cover their sins. But Jesus, the perfect man, came to wash our sins away, to put them away and never be to remember. Come on. Guess who remembers it? You and me. Lord, I remember when I was 13, first time I got caught drinking. Golly, sweated drops of great sweat because we were going to stand before the judge. Thank God somebody intervened. We didn't have to go to court. But some of them with me needed to go to court because they didn't change. You think about the sin that you were in. But thank God we've been redeemed. Thank God it's been washed away. God doesn't remember it. We do. And men will bring it back up, but God won't. I love what that one preacher said. He's preaching along, and he said, you know what? The Lord asked me if I knew about your sin, the sin in your life. And she began to panic. And he said, no, Lord, I don't know the sin in her life. And the Lord said, neither do I. Come on. So number two. Remember, Jesus shed his own blood. The blood. The blood of bulls and goats wasn't enough. In Hebrews 9.22, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Thank God our sins are gone. The blood of Jesus does not cover, but it washes them away. Ephesians 2.11-13. Let's look at this. And I got it in the message so it help you understand. But don't take away... Or don't take any of this for granted. It was only yesterday that you were outsiders to God's ways and had no idea of any of this. So this may be new to you what I'm preaching. That's what this scripture's for, us. And it says, God's way, had no idea of any of this. Didn't know the first thing about the way God works. Hadn't the faintest idea of Christ. You knew nothing of that rich history of God's covenants and promises in Israel hadn't a clue about what God was doing in the world at large. Now because of Christ dying that death, shedding that blood, who you were, <laughs> you who were once out of it altogether are in on everything. You get it all. You're in on it. And, and let me read it in the New King James in Ephesians 2.13 says, you who were far off have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. We've been brought near, and we have access to everything because of the blood. The blood. The blood backs the word. The blood backs the promises. The blood. In Hebrews 10, 17, then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Hey, hey, quit remembering it. Quit digging up your past, all that ugliness. Look at the righteousness of God that you are in Christ Jesus now. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I'm new. Guess what? When I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to be a day older, but I'm new on the inside. I'm still new. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. I, guess what? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, in Christ Jesus. My righteousness is as filthy rags, but if I'm in him and I'm washed in his blood and I stay clean before him, I'm right. I'm right with God. I like being right with God. It's him I want to please. I, I like, I'm, a, I'm a people pleaser. 
But you know what? I don't get anything when I please you but a smile and a thank you. But when I please God, whoo, takes me to another level. Takes me to another level. The blood of Jesus paid the price to give you that righteousness. It's a slap in the face not to use it, not to walk in it, not to live in it. The blood of Jesus gives us a right to use his word and to believe all the good and greatness that we sing about that's in his word is available to us. What do you believe for? What do you want for? Let me tell you a secret. Quit trying to make it happen on your own. Find the word, stand on the word, and then watch God open the doors. You see, last Sunday we talked we talked about the Word of God, your words and God's Word in your mouth. When you put God's Word in your mouth, guess what? The blood of Jesus backs it. It's in heaven. You see, what we don't realize is when they came out of Egypt and, and they went up and got the Ten Commandments that they made a tabernacle out of a tent. And in that tabernacle was set up. There was showbread. There was a place to wash the hands. There, there was the, the candlesticks. There was the Holy of Holies in the back. That's in heaven too. Jesus himself took his own blood. Now, see, the, the high priest, they tied a rope around him because he wasn't perfect. They tied a rope around his leg and put bells on him. And if he messed up in the Holy of Holies, boom, he's dead because no sin can stand in the presence of God. Now, you just went, oh, wait, wait a minute. I got sin. That disqualifies me. No, I'm going to help you. It doesn't because it's in the blood of Jesus and Jesus' perfection that we stand. Yeah, we want to walk in all the perfection that we know and as best of our ability. We want to be holy as he is holy. He's calling us to holiness because that's another level. But guess what? The right to be holy and to be in the holy of holies is on Jesus. Hallelujah. He's our champion. He's our victory. Amen? So, 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 he makes everything available by that blood. That, his blood is still on the mercy seat. How many of you know that? It's still there. It's just as powerful. You know because of the blood, you get the Holy Ghost. You get the new wine. You get a new spirit on the inside of you, and you get the Holy Spirit to come be your helper. You know, when Jesus was baptized, the Spirit of God descended down like a dove on him, and the fullness of the power of God rested on him. You go, well, that's Jesus. Yeah, he did all that. Well, Jesus said, the things that I do, you'll do and greater things because I'm going to give you the same spirit. Now, he had it in full measure, and we may not have it in full measure because we're we tricking along here and tri trying to, we're trying to believe and, and receive what's been given to us. If you don't know what to believe, how can you believe for it? And if you're not putting your life into it, what are you going to receive? Our part is to redeem it, is to partake of it. Listen, if you, you crank your car, if your car's in good running condition, if you crank your car for it to move, you got to give it something. You got to give it some gas. For you to walk in the fullness of God, you got to give him more of yourself. Not me, Lord, but you. Show me your ways. Guess what? His ways become easy. You know what's hard about his ways? Oh, God, I'm free. I, I, I do what I want to do. You don't tell me, bring me into no bondage there, preacher. 
This is the way I've been all my life. Well, it's time to change. Let's do it God's way. Let's do it God's way. Because you know what? I've been down that road. My way is hard. But Jesus said, my yoke is easy and light. Learn to operate in kingdom principles and in the kingdom. Number three, remember Jesus became our high priest. This is important. Jesus died on the cross. We know that for our sins. That's what they teach the kids up there. But we, we are more than kids. We're going deeper. The blood of Jesus was shed at Calvary, and Jesus became our high priest. He went into the temple in heaven, not made with hands, and we'll read about it. And I'm going to read it out of the Living Bible just to get you some better understanding. But let's look at it in Hebrews 9, 11. And it says, he, he came as a high priest of this better system that we now have. The new covenant is better than the old covenant. The old covenant was great, but the new one's greater. And Jesus fulfilled the old covenant. He, oh, he, he kept the Ten Commandments. The, the, the hard part about the, the old covenant was the law. We couldn't keep it. We're not perfect. Guess what? Grace is harder. Because Jesus come along teaching grace. If, if, if a man sleeps with another woman in the Old Testament, it's called adultery. I have never slept with another woman. But grace says if you've done it up here, you're still wrong. And I'm like, how can I ever be right? Then get a hold of that. The New Testament says to bind and chain thoughts. Not living those thoughts, but guess what? If you live in long enough, you're going to mess up. Because you didn't just wake up like, hey, I'm going to commit adultery today. It just, it just came over me. No, you watch it on TV, and you think about it, and then you got that co-worker, and I don't care if she's ugly, but, you know, your mind. Your mind's your enemy. But the blood of Jesus will wash your mind. He'll wash your thoughts. He'll help you with those thoughts. Don't shout me down when I'm talking about you. Come on now. He became our high priest. He went in. It's a greater, and he went into the perfect tabernacle of heaven, not made by men nor part of this world. It's in heaven. Let's look at the next verse, verse 12. And once and for all took the blood into the inner room the holy of holies, and sprinkled it on the mercy seat. But it was not the blood of goats and calves. No, he took his own blood. And with it, he by himself made sure of our eternal salvation. Hey! Look at verse 13. You think that was good? We can keep going. If under the old system the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of young cows could cleanse men's bodies from sin... Look at verse 14. It says, just think how much more. Uh, surely the blood of Christ will transform our lives and hearts. His sacrifice frees us from the worry of having to obey the old rules and makes us want to serve the living God. For by the help of the eternal Holy Spirit, Christ willingly gave himself to God to die for our sins, he being perfect without single fault. Look at verse 15. Verse 15. Christ came with this new agreement so that all who are invited may come and have forever all the wonders of God has promised them. For Christ died to rescue them from the penalty of sins they have committed while still under the old system. Look, 
He came to forgive you of your sins that you can forever walk in the promises and the wonders of God. Isn't that good news? The blood of Jesus. Now, you know what? You don't have to know doodly squat about that to get saved. You just have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and confess it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. But this takes you to another level. This takes your faith to another level. It's what I'm trying to do by the Spirit of God is take your faith to another level and tell you that the blood of Jesus backs the God's Word. You know, in Isaiah, God said, I watch over my Word to perform it. But see, you're thinking, well, you know what? He does, but, you know, uh, what's that got to do with me? He said, put, you know what? You're supposed to put His Word in your mouth, and the blood of Jesus backs the Word of God. It's the blood. The blood that Jesus shed for me, it's an old song that we used to sing way back in Calvary. It's the blood that gives me strength. See, when I know that there's the shed blood, we all know Jesus died on the cross. But the blood is where there's power. The power was paid for, for you to walk in it. The Where the promises would be yes and amen, 2 Corinthians 1, 20. The promises are yes and amen. Why are they yes and amen? Because of the blood. Not because of me, because of him. And when I go, well, you know, Lord, forgive me. I, I, I need to be right with you. Guess what? Now I'm right. Cleanse me from 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. You know, don't look at me like that. You know you want to slap somebody sometimes. I see your Facebook post. Don't lie to me. But you repent of that, guess what? You're back right with God. You're back right with God. And that's where we want to live, in the righteousness of God. Guess what? The righteous get their prayers answered. The righteous get their prayers answered. Well, I can't see myself. Then you need to start seeing yourself as the righteous. You need to take this sermon and go deeper. Study out the righteous. The Bible declares that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The blood of Jesus sealed our covenant, the New Testament, the new covenant with God. The blood did. Sealed it. It's a done deal. The covenant, guess what? And here's the here's secret that you forget. That's why we're remembering. The covenant was cut between Jesus and God. We just get to ride it. We get in on it. Jesus was the perfect one. He said, okay, Father, not my will, but yours be done. I'll die for him. And the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, Jesus went to the cross. Joy in the cross. We've all seen the, the pictures of the passion and how they nailed him to a cross, how they beat him unmercifully, how he, he, he sweated great drops of blood. He took the sins of the world on him. What is that about? He paid the price. It was, he was paying the price. But remember, he said, not my will. Have you told God, not my will, but yours? Not my ways, but your ways? Not my thinking, but your thinking, Lord? Some of you are frustrated because you're still trying to do it in your strength. Got quiet in here, didn't you? But hear me. Jesus, the perfect one, Cut the covenant for God. Jesus, the perfect man. Jesus, the perfect man. I can't say Peter, the perfect man. 
Because I can ask his wife, and she'll go, no. Because you can ask my wife, I'm not the perfect man. But guess what? She's not either. That's why I'm not a good Savior. But Jesus is the perfect man who became our Savior, our Savior, our victory. So look, the covenant between God, the Father, and Jesus, it cannot be broken. You can't get bad enough to break that covenant because it's not between you and God. It's between Jesus and God. And when you get washed in the blood, you're in on it. You become a partaker of the divine nature of God. That's what salvation's about, to be a partaker. Peter said it, by these precious promises, we can be a partaker. The promise and the, and the truth is the blood's on the mercy seat so you can be a partaker. It's been paid for. Are you partaking? Are you like the little kids that say, I don't like broccoli. I ain't eating that. Are you still picking and choosing? Because you know what? Here's the hard part. Giving up your will. Giving up your right to be offended. I'm free. Bless God, I can chew somebody out if I want to and give them peace of my mind. No, you can't afford to give them peace of your mind. You ain't got enough to go around. It's not your way, it's his way. That's where the blessing's at. Find the promise and stand in the blood. Hey, you know, I'm trying to give you some understanding. If you ever had somebody say, well, you know what, I just plead the blood of Jesus. Because the power in the blood, that's where, that's where the promises, all the promises are yes and amen because of the blood of Jesus. We just read that, that, that his blood gives you, a, that you be a partaker of all the wonders and all the grace and the mercy and the power of God. But our part, guess what? Our part is to be a partaker. You ever heard somebody say you need to stand in faith? What gives you the right to stand in faith? The blood of Jesus. What gives you the right to, to, to speak his word? The blood of Jesus. What gives you the right to lay hands on the sick and see them recovered? The blood of Jesus. What gives you the right uh, to believe God for the blessing and not to curse? Galatians 3.13, which I start off. The curse is in the earth. And it'll come on you. And we want to say, well, I got, you know, my, my son's a little messed up, but I, I got it from Becky. She, uh, my wife, no, my grandson made me sick. Or we start blaming on people. Curse in the earth. I mean, people, people got polio. They don't even know where it came from. Some of them, we know where it came from. It's the enemy. It's the enemy. And we have to learn to stand in the blessing and stand against the curse. See, the blood allows you to stand and ask God, reveal it to me. Reveal what word I need to stand on, what scripture I need to stand on. Reveal to me what's going on. You ever ask God, what's going on? No, we say, God, do something. He said, I did. I sent Jesus to shed his blood. His blood is on the mercy street. It's already been done. Yeah, you remember last Sunday we talked about we help our kids and our children to grow, but if they're 30 years old and we're still spoon-feeding them, God's not going to do that either, and neither are you. As a parent, you train your kids to, to feed themselves, and I'm telling you, it's messy. That's the way new Christians are. They're messy with the Word, and they're messy, and like, oh, I, I just believe, I believe, you know, pe people have believed wrong, even pastors. There was, you know, Brother Hagin told the story about two pastors got in an airplane, they're going to fly over the mountain, 
and it was so foggy you couldn't hardly see the runway. We just gonna believe God. And And they took off, and the little boy raised up in the back seat, sound asleep, and said, where's Daddy? She goes, he's in that airplane. You don't even know he's going to crash in that mountain? And they did. Well, Jesus said, thou should not tempt the Lord thy God. We're just going to believe God. We can drive three days. Well, they say, after 16 hours, you're going to be pretty tired. You have got, God gives us wisdom, too, to go with the word, and God will speak to you. Yeah, God can supernaturally do it, but you just can't. I'm going to just believe against it. You know, people have tried to walk on water and drown. I don't know why I get off on that, because you need to stick with the word and learn to grow, to grow up. Being a, I've had people tell me, oh, I'm so fired up, I think I can raise somebody from the dead. No, you can't. No. That's foolishness and presumption, as Brother Hagin taught that in that book. You got to learn to grow in it. You got to grow in grow in your faith. Let your faith grow in this sermon today. The blood of Jesus backs the word. My part is to speak the word and to believe the word and know that God's going to back me. God's got my back. Quit asking him to do what he said you need to do. Remember your authority. So that's the last part. Number four, remember that we're the body of Christ. No person, your great-great-great-grandfather has no influence in the earth because he's in the grave. He may be in heaven, but he has no influence. You can't go ask him for $10. You can't go ask him, what, how do I plant corn? You can't go ask him, how do I, how do I, how do, what's wrong with my cow? It's sick. You can't go ask him because he has no influence. You may remember the stories he told that were passed down. Only a body can have influence in the earth. You have influence with your children, with your your parents. You have influence with the people you work with. But guess what? More than you, you've been made in Ephesians 1.22. Let's read it and see what, what. And he has put all things under his feet. This is Jesus. I'd love to read the whole chapter. But he's put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Are you the church? Verse 23, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. We are the body of Christ in the earth. Oh, Jesus, remember we read in Romans 10 last year, who's going to call Jesus down from heaven or call him up from the grave? No, he's here. He's in you. He's given you his spirit. He's given you his word. And you're supposed to act like him and be like him in the earth. We're the body of Christ. And the sorriest thing about America is that we're free to think wrong and we're free to argue. And that's what's wrong with the body in America. I'm trying to help you this morning. We don't believe that. And so we're not going to associate with that group right there because them people are crazy. They are wrong. But these, you know, me and her's right. And sometimes I worry about her. But, but. Isn't that the way we do? We got the Holy Ghost. That's the only way you're going to make it. Man, I've seen Holy Ghost people just do some stupid stuff. They can be as big a sinner as a Baptist or a Presbyterian. Don't be judging yourself like that. Live the word. And if it's the truth, you'll flourish. If you're not flourishing, you need to go back and get in the word. Quit, God didn't think you'd do this. Come on, we're the body of Christ. We're supposed to 
help the armpit out and the feet that stink. And we don't do it by cutting them off. If you're the little toe and I take a hammer to your little toe, guess what? It's going to affect the whole body. And that's what's wrong with America. We are not. We're the whole body. We got to come together. We got to start acting like the body of Christ. We got to start acting like Jesus. What would Jesus do? You know, they wore that bracelet till they wore it out and became a fashion statement. But nobody was doing what Jesus did. We've got to be more like Christ. We're his body. He's the head. Let's follow him. Let's follow him. Oh, we, we got people believing God for miracles. And they're believing for here. I want them out there. I want them in here and out there. But how are we going to get miracles? We've got to be more like Jesus. We've got to be the body. Boy, but we fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all going to hell because you're wrong. No, they're Christians. How can they go to hell? They've been bought by the blood of Jesus. They may be crawling around as a toddler, but they're still a child of God. And you may be crawling around as a toddler, but you're still the child of God, and God loves you. And God wants you to grow up, and God wants you to take his word and stand on it. See, see, my mandate has been to raise up the body of Christ. It's not to rely on me, but to rely on Jesus and to rely on the word of God and the blood of God that you have the right to use. You have the right to stand in the Spirit, in the Holy Ghost. Stand on the Word. Stand in the blood. Be washed, be forgiven, and be the body of Christ. Because I am one man, and I can only do so, so much. But when we all take our place, our seat, so to speak, at the table, hey, hey, when we're all playing and we're all fighting and we're all standing in the gap and we all become that wall and we all have a vision what God wants us to do, we're going places. Woo! Last scripture, Matthew 28, 17. And when he saw, listen, this is Jesus resurrected. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. You're going to have doubt. It's all right. You're going to have doubt. But here's what, let's keep reading. And Jesus came and spoke to them and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. And look what he said. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I can't do that. Yes, you can. You've been authorized. All power. We already read it in Ephesians, and he gave the power to the church. And so what happens is we become beggars of God and not believers. We're not the body. We're not taking our stand, our place, what we're called to do and who we're called to be. God's calling you to step up, man up, so to speak, woman up, child of God up, get up, use your authority. I told somebody, if somebody broke into your house, you're going to get the first thing you can to get them out, whether it be a baseball bat, your pistol, a knife, Whatever. And I had somebody say, well, if they can have anything I got, you know, it's a little bit on the side, you know, we, I'm not going to fight. Well, what if they want your wife or your kids? Because we live in that day. You better get some authority. You better be speaking the, the, the power and the life of God over, your, over yourself, over your house. 
But you know what? We just float along. Whatever will be, will be. Oh, what happened? God, why'd you do this to me? I was up there and you kind of knocked me off. Why did you knock me off? Huh? We're not standing. We're not believing. We're not walking. We want to blame him instead of, let's look in the mirror. Where am I missing it? Holy Ghost, teach me. Holy Spirit, teach us today your word. Teach us your ways. Holy Spirit, help us to do what we're supposed to do. I can't do what Becky's supposed to do. I can't do what Tim's supposed to do. Don't judge yourself by what they're doing. You know what they'd tell you? Get your vision up. Your vision's greater. Mine's great, but yours is great too. You can't be them. You have to be you, who you are in Christ Jesus. All right. God gave us authority. Let's stand to our feet. Let's do some things right quick. Christ came back to give us the authority to stand in the Word, to be like God. We're made in the image and the likeness of God. When you were born again, you became a part of the body of Christ. You have God-given authority over your life. I don't have authority over my wife to make her do be or do anything. I don't have authority over Katie, but I got authority over me. Now, my wife and I have authority in our house. What goes on? But I don't have authority in your house. For a pastor to try to do that, he's wrong. Run. Hear me? It happens. I've seen it. But you have authority over your life. You're mature enough you're smart enough. You have the wisdom of God, the mind of Christ. So today I want you to take authority over oppression, over what you're lacking. What is it that you're lacking? Have you taken authority over it? Have you bound the devil over it? Have you asked God to reveal the word to you, reveal what you need to do, reveal what's hindering you? Come on, because it may be your words. It may be your thinking. That'll never happen. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We're going to let her say something. You know, when, especially when they're older and smarter than you, you're going to let them talk. I just want to say that I thank the Lord I'm here today. Uh, last year I like to live this world, but I want, most of all what I want to say is when y'all, he was telling about those children I read in a book where it said, Two doctors would tell the patient's thing. Well, this one doctor said, tell yourself every hour I'm getting better and better. That's what the church needs to do today. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not going over your head or anything. I'm just saying that uh, we need to start saying every time we think about those children that they're getting better and better every hour because I think that's what will bring the uh, Lord on the scene to take care of. So, amen. Now, you say, well, that, that's kind of interrupting. No, because I had that to say and I didn't say it. Hear me. Hear me. We want now. Instant miracle. But how about you take the steps towards it? I'm getting better. 
It's getting clear every day. It's coming to me. I'm going towards it. Do you know what God's part is? When you start going towards it, he starts coming towards you. Huh? That, that you Remember the prodigal son? The father looked every day for him to come and believe him. Come and receive from him. Come. And what did he do? He gave him a ring. That was the credit card. That anything's mine's yours. Here's, here's the ring. You got a ring. You've been marked. The Bible says on your arm and your heart, you've been marked by the Spirit of God. You got authority. So what is it in your life you're lacking? What is it that you want? Grab a hold of it today. And just like our sister said, just like the, see, that's called standing in the gap. I see them well. I see them whole. I don't even know who they are or what they look like, but I call them well and whole. They're getting better every day. Just like a baby grows. You can't see it. But then you look a month ago, wow, look, they're walking. They was crawling. They're getting better every day. They're getting stronger every day. They're getting bigger every day. You're getting bigger every day in Christ. You're getting stronger every day in Christ. It's coming. The greater things. And then all of a sudden you go, boom, it'll happen. You go, and because you've been standing, you've been believing, you stood. So right now, lift your hand. Say, today, I take my authority by the blood of Jesus. And whatever I lack will be supplied to me. If it's in the Word, it's mine. Holy Spirit, reveal to me in your Word what I need to know, what I need to stand on, who I need to be, what I need to think. Not my will be done, but your will. For your ways are better. Your ways are easier. So I take your yoke upon me. Quicken me. Make me alive to your word, to the spirit, and to the victory that belongs to me in Jesus' name. Now give the Lord a shout. Hey. Oh. Be seated just for a second. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ, today's the day of salvation. He shed his blood for you that you could know him, that you could walk in this victory. Man, life's tough. Whoo! It's tough. I don't care who you are. You know, people that, 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 that you see walking and, and, and man, they're grown in Christ and you think, wow, they got it made. Oh, they got to fight battles too. I got a sermon I'm going to preach. Paul likened it to three things. A soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. You got to get ready for battle. Nobody said you got saved, it's going to be cake and candy and, you know, blow out the candles. We're eating cake every day. Uh-uh. You got to fight the good fight of faith. But the blood of Jesus backs the word of God in your mouth. You know what? I hope the word's in your mouth. You need to start putting the word in your mouth. I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Galatians 3.13, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. My kids, my grandkids are redeemed from the curse of the law. My children are saved. My grandchildren are saved. And they're serving God in the name of Jesus. By faith, I release my faith that they'll serve God all the days of their life. The devil quit lying to me. You can't have my family. Come on. That's the authority that we have. 
You say, well, you don't have cocky. No, it's authority. It's who we have, what we have. I got I to gotta let this go, but listen to me. I told the story. We had the, the doors open springtime in Louisiana. You only got like three days of springtime, so you open up the doors and let the cool air in. And a dog ran in my house. Don't know where the dog came from. Hadn't seen it since. I come in the living room. There's a dog in my living room. I didn't go, hey, poochie, poochie. You better get out of here. Man, that thing scurried out, and I hadn't seen it since. But how many of us pick up the fleas and everything else that we didn't call in, and, and, but it was laid on our doorstep, the problems and the, and the cares of this world, and, and that's what Paul said, the cares of this world will beat you down, and now you got the fleas from it, and when you are told it to go, you don't belong here, get out. Take your authority. Tell us stuff to get out. Tell lack to go, sickness to go, whatever, to go in Jesus' name. Amen? And so if you want Jesus, <laughs> it is so important to receive him. He gave his life so you could have life. If that's you, just raise your hand and say, I need it today. Is that you? You don't have to do it every Sunday. Once, once, and you're in. Raise your hand at me. Say, that's me. There's a hand over there. Anybody else? Let's all pray this together. Say, come see me too. Father, say, Father, today I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my victory. He shed his blood that I could be free from sin. And I thank you, Father, that today I become a child of God, that Jesus has given me victory over sin, sickness, lack, and even hell and death. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at LegacyFamily.tv. From all of us here at Legacy Church, have a blessed week.